Ah, is there anything more beautiful than Paris in springtime? There's so much to do and see. We can stroll through the parks and along the Seine. We can look on as the painters set up their easels on the riverside, as they dab their paintbrushes on their palettes brilliantly colored. We could make a stop at the zoo. If I had a personal favorite animal there, it would have to be the sea lions. Why? Well, I don't know. But when you speak to them, it's almost like they understand French. Can you hear the children laughing at the puppet show being performed just across the way? How charming. Or if you like, we could even go to the Turkish baths to freshen up before dinner or the opera tonight. I hear tonight's performance of Faust is one not to be missed. Stanislav is conducting, and you know how passionate he is in all his endeavors. What's that? German occupation? Of course I know there's a war going on, but why the devil should that stop any of our fun? Tonight on the podcast, we're taking a look at 1966's French multi-genre comedy La Grande Vaudouille, also titled for you British blokes and American boys as Don't Look Now, We're Being Shot At, but ignore the bullets. There's nothing to be concerned about. Everything is just lovely, and nothing could possibly bother us on our little stroll. We had two plus hours oh, yeah. of action-packed, and unbreakable we, commentary. We got a lot to talk we about. We should lock we that behind a paywall and make our subscribers uh, our, a our Patreon. Patreon extra. All me, I get to pay for our Patreon. <laughs> Not at the, at the theater Patreon. Uh, well, on. we are getting more than two viewings. Uh, we're getting... Okay. multiple digits there you go so it's not a complete loss and we didn't do it for the watchers we did it for you know. the vine <laughs> do it for the vine you ain't gonna do it do it for the vine you ain't gonna do it oh that's fine when's vine 2 coming and uh, when they're gonna I'm fix waiting. snapchat oh man all the viners are out of a job now, now they that... moved to youtube and now they're just uh, mm-hmm. they're festival. vloggers Ugh. um so did we see anything this week Actually, did not. Not that I recall. Not, but no, we're no planning to see something, though, right? Oh yeah. You got the tickets? Oh yeah. Um, oh. We're going to see Hereditary. 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 This sounds familiar. That it's, is the uh, oh. the film that made everybody wet their pants. It's going to make Sundance. me shit myself in the theater. It's going <laughs> to literally make me shit who's, myself. Who's in this? Una Lawrence as the young girl. That's all I know. I actually have no. I clue. only know that little girl because she was one of the Matildas, and I saw her on Broadway. And I was like, she looks like a fucking troll, and okay. she still does. But God bless her, getting paid to be in this horror movie. Yeah, probably scare the crap out of me. So I'll yeah. get my comeuppance. As far as like uh, star-studded talent, I don't really think there is much. I think it's mostly kind of unknowns, yeah. and even the director is unproven. He's he's had work before, but I think this is his first feature film, mm. and it's a hit. Yeah. From uh, what all the people are saying, all the critics are saying, all the buzz. Got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes right now, and I think a 9.5 oh, 
one or zero average rating. I'm it's... gonna shit myself. Well, you oh, can yeah. trust Rotten Tomatoes with anything. I mean, <laughs> the Flintstones has a twenty-two percent, and Mark insists Man. that the Flintstones is at least an eighty-eight percent. We were just watching it. I was just like, oh, this, there's no way. And then, like, it just got further in the movie. Like, yeah, maybe we this were is twenty minutes in. You said this hasn't aged as well as I thought it did, yeah. and it has Elizabeth Taylor and. The sequel is Elizabeth Taylor's last role she I, was ever in. So was, that movie technically ugh, killed her. Yeah. Being that it's more of a prequel, I'm like, oh, okay. She's actually in this and then mm-hmm. still the mother. And then what do they just de-age her? Yeah. Wait, why did Flintstones need a prequel? Does like everyone die at the end of the first one? Yeah, I wish. <laughs> no. I mean, That's I, so strange. You must have made its money back. We don't know how Fred met Wilma. Oh, and we okay. see Kazoo. Because I, I was <laughs> wondering if there's like a big backstory that fans were clamoring for, like a big mythology. <laughs> they were lined up outside the theater going, we want more. <laughs> um, as to what I've seen this week, it was Catherine Hepburn's birthday. Mm. So I watched one of my favorites, which we'll probably never watch because it's, God bless it, four hours. And I know Matt would shoot himself watching it, <laughs> The Lion Winter, which is uh, one of my favorite films. Wow. Uh, I haven't even heard of it. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, Medieval Times, Catherine of Aragon, Henry II, I believe, uh, Peter O'Toole, mm-hmm. Anthony Hopkins. Huh. Oh, okay. When he's re- I think that was his first when movie. When he's like really young. Yeah, first movie, I think. I wouldn't be able to recognize him. I know, and it's, it's a plot, but it's like her and her bitchiest, and like every line is a fucking zinger, and it's Damn. medieval, it's a period piece. That's awesome. So it's like, oh, blah, 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 but. I would watch it, but I'm pretty sure you both would kill yourselves if we watched it on this podcast. Um, Four hours. Besides that, we mentioned Paddington last week in the session we cut. Um, (laughs) I saw... I finished Dear White People. I started that this week. Amazing. Fantastic show. I finished uh, the first three episodes, and Mm. such a thrill. I'm glad it's back. So good. Mark needs to get on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we talk about both these shows. Or a movie and show. The movie's great, too. Mm -hmm. And it ties right in. That's true. I actually haven't seen the movie. Well, I mean, it's just the action before the series, so it's yeah. fine. You can jump in anywhere. You can Definitely. technically jumped in this season and been fine. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Don't, so, uh, yeah, if you haven't seen the movie, don't Did let that get, get you down, Did you get to the Joel episode yet, though? No. Oh, that episode is That the may be best. next, I'm not sure. Because Joel is the best. Mm-hmm. And then the penultimate episode is also very good. Nice. Um, uh, other than that, I watched Cube <laughs> and Cube 2 Hypercube. Nice. It's oh. a horror movie. <laughs> It Canadian sounds familiar, horror. yeah. It's Canadian yeah. horror. I haven't seen it in a while, but I caught it like in between. I was like, oh, it's on Netflix now. So I just watched okay. it. They just say sorry after every death. <laughs> they do. <laughs> it w- the first one was okay. The second one was trash. And I can only imagine Cube Zero and Cube Three. Cube Cubed. Those, or whatever. Those exist? <laughs> yeah. Oh. They're also on Netflix. Are equal trash. So You're going to get cubed. <laughs> cube Two Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> but um, other than that, I don't think I watched anything else. But I try to watch something, you know, mm-hmm. every week. Definitely. Every time. Yeah, so Mark, what did you watch this uh, week? I've been on a weird documentary kick uh, this week. Um, I mean, I, I already talked about it. I watched that Evil Genius documentary that. series okay. that came out. Um, the Rachel Divide, which tells like oh. the Rachel uh, Doge, Dozer Dozer story. <laughs> uh, Non-fan of the podcast, Rachel Dozer. Won't catch her here. Why listen in? Why you should, that's uh, why you should listen. The Magic Pill, I which I just watched last She's night. She's the lady who's white who oh. pretends she's black. Oh, Dolezal. Is that, yeah, yeah. Oh, Rachel yes. Dolezal, yeah, yeah. I don't understand the, the, the question. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole just, documentary about her? Yeah. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, The Magic Pill, which is one I just watched last night, which kind of mm-hmm. like goes into like whole... Like what I'm doing right now, I'm doing the, 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 the ketogenic diet. Mm-hmm. So it dwells on that and it focuses on like maybe three to four people and like even the, some aborigines in, a, in Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's pretty good. Um, but I, I think in terms of just like 
I don't know, not film, but a television. I just finished Barry. Uh, that I guess nice. that uh, I finished it uh, Sunday. I think was the last episode, episode mm-hmm. eight. Mm-hmm. It's really short. It's by Bill Hader. I don't know if you guys heard, uh, heard uh, anything uh, about uh, it. Excuse me. I've seen a couple ups. This ties yeah. into our <laughs> Stephen King news, where Bill Hader is officially confirmed. Oh, there you go. Beep, beep, beep. As Richie, Richie oh, Tozer. dream casting. All yeah. we ever wanted. Oh, Can't man. wait. Mm-hmm. So excited. He's going to make that movie and be even more famous and rich. Which I'm happy for. Yeah. But continue. Okay. Yeah. So uh, uh, I, I, I like Barry up uh, really up until like the fifth episode. The mm-hmm. last three, I don't know. I feel like it, I, I get it. It's sort of like a pilot season in terms of how HBO kind of does it. Uh, if it gave it maybe a couple more episodes, just more breathing room, mm-hmm. more just to develop maybe one or two characters, I would have liked it a lot more. But it ends in a way where it's like, oh, this could come back or this could end just like right here. Mm-hmm. So oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Converse to that, two TV shows that I'll religiously watch. RuPaul's Drag Race Season 10 mm-hmm. is one of the best seasons ever. Um, I could say that hands down. The last episode was amazing. They did a parody of Westworld entitled Breastworld. Okay. <laughs> and it was hilarious. Um, tying into that, Westworld is also the best it's ever been. The last few episodes were amazing, and the next episode looks like it will win an Emmy have, or an Oscar. Haven't started the, the new season. God damn, I've only uh, one episode in. It is unbelievably good. Okay. How many episodes is it so far? Four or five? Four or five. Okay. I think fifth is this week. Okay. Oof. Any TV news, Matt? Any TV? TV news. I mean, Whoa, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, of course. Oh, of course. I've never watched it. Just got picked up. But it's a I good, was happy uh, for it. A lot of people in my Twitter feed love that, so I was like, good for them. Yeah, it's... Mm-hmm. it's. I'm not going to say it's like amazing or anything, but it's very consistent, and it kind of like harkens back to uh, that old uh, classic sitcom where, you know, it's pretty lighthearted. There's mm-hmm. no real like heavy drama that you have to deal with because like I, I love a lot of like netflix shows that have been coming out mm-hmm. a lot of like dramedies um on netflix and hbo but sometimes they just get like a little too weighty yeah. when all you want to do is like relax yeah. and like have goofy fun with a bunch of uh people that you uh consider friends mm. maybe your only friends oh, oh. so that's Brooke- true <laughs> <laughs> so yeah brooklyn 99 canceled by fox boo picked up by nbc Fox could so do that, worse. That was awesome. And it, like it happened Fox like a... Screw itself. Oh, yeah. It happened in a matter of like 24 hours, I think. Unless Fox wants to sponsor our podcast, then we'll be off the <laughs> yeah, spot, yeah. Fox. Um, Animate it like the Ricky Gervais show. Oh, <laughs> I wish. That's a, a dream goal that none of us can draw. So. Nope. Unless Mark has a hidden comic book talent. I mean, no. Uh, <laughs> none. <laughs> and he resents the question. Uh, speaking of Unbreakable, I realized that I did not see all of M. Night's filmography. I'm missing his first two movies, which no one has seen. <laughs> what um, are they? I don't remember. I looked it up on it Wikipedia. Wasn't, it's it not sense. That's what I was no, thinking. It's his directorial debut, which is like, I think it's like a foreign-ish movie. Huh. And then something after that that I've never heard of. And then like Sixth Sense <laughs> and the rest. I've seen like literally everything after those first two. So That's surprising. I Still no not clue. done with that list yet. <laughs> Eventually. But um, interesting. It's aged well. Mm-hmm. I liked it more in retrospect after hearing myself bitch about it for two hours. <laughs> All right. To the podcast. But I think it was a better M. Night film than I gave it credit for. Cool. Okay. Yeah. There you go. And pretty good news. I'm I'm finding new ways to bring up the happening into like normal conversation, yes. just shoehorn it in, oh. which is one of my favorite things to do. Just mm-hmm. cheesy crackers. <laughs> <laughs> just whenever somebody brings up those damn plants, just that old lady staring in the corner. Oh God. Oh man, I've been seeing the happening in a hot minute. And too. what what's like the big thing from the trailer? I think it's Mark Wahlberg like 
uh, the camera circling around no. him, and he's like, he's like, what's happening? <laughs> Something like that. Uh, We're perfectly normal. Yeah. Hey, bro, come on, just let me in here. We're gonna have a dog. <laughs> oh no, Marky Mark. Uh, uh, has he ever been in anything good? Boogie uh, Nights. Well, Boogie Nights. I kind of like Contraband. Um, it's that. okay. It's not a great movie. It's, it's kind of forgettable. The mm. way, I, but I remember just watching at the time, but like, this is decent i can go back and like rewatch this if, if like i'm just having something doing something in the background mm. so it's like it's a nice background movie i'll just say that okay, okay. Mm-hmm. he was probably in the departed right oh yes he in the departed. okay yeah. i can't imagine they left him off that but i think he's good for reasons beyond his ken in the departed it's like <laughs> if you're in a good movie surrounded by all of this talent and wonderfulness yeah right and you're gonna have to rise to meet the occasion i mean mm-hmm. anything boston related he was just like okay because <laughs> that's his element right exactly is he from boston <laughs> I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he was in Ted, right? Uh, the cinema that. gem. Whatever. This Ted. <laughs> Ted is garbage. Speaking of Ted, should we bring up the latest animated atrocity that I just forced you guys to watch? The oh, Ted Turner boy. Adventures? The happy... What is it, Mark? <laughs> ha- the happy time murders? This film can uh. go die in a hole. If we brought Brooklyn Nine-Nine back, can we like pay to kill everyone involved in this production? Yeah. <laughs> it is Avenue Q done wrong. If you've heard of the show Avenue Q from like 2003, right? Yeah, I think they did so. it like, better oh, that, 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 all that. those years ago. Mm-hmm. But Melissa McCarthy's in it, Joan well, McHale and Maya Rudolph, and some unnamed puppet people. Stanley from The Office. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, the history is that Disney bought most of the Jim Henson company, but mm-hmm. not all. Mm-hmm. So this is Jim Henson's big fuck you to not buying the whole company. Well, it, they said it was the director from Muppet Treasure Island oh, and oh. what else? I forget. Muppet oh. Christmas Carol. Yeah, Muppet Christmas Carol. And then the other Muppet movie that isn't the new Muppet movie or the Muppets Go- Wizard of Oz. Not that. Muppets <laughs> Take Manhattan. It's like, no, it's like one Manhattan. of the least, like, I haven't seen that Muppet movie, but all cinema gems. Perfect resume until you see this trailer, ladies oh, and gentlemen. God. It is god awful. And I can literally imagine a silent theater just watching it and <laughs> watching a Muppet jizz all over his, his office while, after having while sex. banging a Muppet hooker. Yeah. <laughs> That, and that the, took up like three quarters of the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Was and the that joke gag. was extended beyond belief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you imagine if they cut out some of that joke? Like that wasn't the whole Pe- thing. People, like they added to that. <laughs> like it just keeps going. <laughs> yeah, That's actually the, the yeah, the whole rest of the movie. <laughs> oh That's man. That's actually the ending. That would be a social experiment. Hollywood's running out of ideas. Mm-hmm. And this and this is just uh plain and simple. Like I could see this happening fifteen years ago, but it's like by now we should know better. Like this has been done numerous times. Mm. Raunchy puppetry and just so we much should, better. Yeah, Greg the Bunny is a good example. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys ever watched that. That lasted mm-hmm. like maybe a season, uh yeah. set starring Seth Green. But... Well we were discussing this, even uh Roger Rabbit. Uh, Roger Rabbit Cinema yeah. Gem, mm-hmm. which blended mm-hmm. which we will definitely watch on this podcast. One of my favorites. In Cool World. Oh, not Cool World, not Fritz the Cat. Uh, what else will we watch on this? There's one more. Oh, well, we might watch Heavy Metals. I wouldn't say we might watch. I but, haven't watched Heavy But Metal. Heavy Metal is better. I know than, more from that episode of South Park. It's kind of exactly cheesing. like It's kind of exactly like that episode of South Park, except without the cat piss. Yeah. But, but it's there. But um, yeah, we look at Roger Rabbit, which is an animation classic that combines live action in ways that never were thought possible and before. You, you mm-hmm. combine Warner Brothers and Disney characters. Oh, I mean, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's wonderful. And the book is even darker, based on a book. I didn't, I didn't know oh. that either. Mm-hmm. Who Killed Roger Rabbit, I think it's called? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. It reads like a, a gritty noir novel. <laughs> Pulp Fiction. But um, 
just how far we've fallen. Uh, hmm. 2018, man. Can't wait for it to be over. Soon we'll be dead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then we'll be free. And I'm reaping all the benefits. <laughs> oh, oh. So, should we lead yeah. into what we're watching tonight? Yeah, uh, Raunchy Puppets is a great lead into what I have planned for you guys. Oh, yeah. No. It's, actually, it's actually not. Well, do oh. we guess? Hold on, wait. I want to oh, guess. Right. Don't I'm, worry. I want to show off my fake French. Let's see. <laughs> Did I have more hints for you? Well, we got a hint that it was like third highest grossing film mm-hmm. in all France yeah, to it, a certain date. And it was the highest grossing for 32 years until Behind Titanic took French, it over. like The Neighbor something in uh, French. First it was Titanic that yeah. uh, stole the title from this from this gem. Titanic. <laughs> and then it was a 2008 comedy called Bienvenue chez les... Which is something, something neighbor neighborhood. I think. Yeah. Benvenue, welcome to it's like the, welcome to the yeah. home of. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I, I probably should have looked French. that up. It's on yeah. my resume, my acting resume. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I've got a couple of the uh, couple. No, we're just watching one movie today. I promise. <laughs> but it will feel like ten. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's see. I could provide a couple more hints for you guys. Yeah. Mm. Let's see. I'm sure Mark will guess it in um, a heartbeat. I mean, I only watched two French movies, so I'm just going to name those. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and mean, I'm sure we'll share one of those French movies I've seen. There's a good chance it could be this one. Oh. Well, it's not Amelie, guys. Sorry. Oh, well, there goes one there's of them. But <laughs> Amelie is, as we mentioned Strike before, one. Amelie is like, when we're going to be in our darkest hour, we're going to need to break out Amelie to watch, to yeah. renew our spirits. That's like the... She's on the blue right? But you cannot find Amelie. Amelie. Uh, no, it's actually Amelie too. No. Oh, oh. She pulls out a gun and yeah. starts running through the suites of Rochefort and it's like She's a vigilante. <laughs> undoing all the events yeah. of the first Zutalab, one. bitches! Uh. Just when you thought Amelie couldn't get any riskier, she's like stripping in a Paris like fucking whorehouse. Hair down to her knees. See, one She's of like her, the atomic one, blonde. Yes. <laughs> one of her legs is actually a rifle. Yeah, she, oh, yes! Did yes. we make this movie? <laughs> we have to. Oh, Quentin Tarantino directs Amelie 2. Uh, everyone speaks American. <laughs> well, there is a, a multitude of guns in this film. Oh, so Levian Rose is out the window. <laughs> and I think Edith Piaf pulls out a gun. At least I'm pretty sure there is, but I don't. Okay, I think there's a multitude of guns, but I don't think one ever gets shot. One oh, ever gets fired. Oh, all right. That's Actually, I could be wrong considering the English title. But anyway, <laughs> more hints. Um. Hmm. Oh, you know what? That's false. I have watched more than one French movie. Never <laughs> You've mind. seen Lovey and Rose, right? N- no. Oh. Hmm. One of the, the greatest Marion Cotillard. Can I, can, I, can, I, can, I, can I take a guess? <laughs> sure. Uh, is it a uh, District B thirteen? No. Damn it! Oh, I've never even heard. <laughs> I haven't heard of that. Oh. Is that like District Nine? No. <laughs> oh, never mind. <laughs> but it's a great action movie. Oh, okay. I'll uh, never guess it because all my French films left are opera or musical numbers. I don't think any of them have guns in them. <laughs> all right, I got I got three hints for you. All right, all right. The first one is it is uh, I guess a period piece. Oh, my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> Marcus like kill me. Not now. A, not a drama though. Not a drama. Okay, I'm crying. Takes, takes pl- <laughs> <laughs> Just drink, Mark. Drink. <laughs> takes place. Drink. Give me the glass. <laughs> Shaking. <laughs> Takes place during World War II oh, in German-occupied France. <gasps> no, it's not French. I was going to say "to be or not to be," which is a Polish-English uh, adaptation. Mm. Mm. All right, hint two: 
It is the second collaboration between Gérald Ury, uh, <laughs> Louis de Funès, <laughs> and Bourville. <laughs> so uh, does that <laughs> clear anything up? You know, I just can't stop thinking <laughs> well, movies, you know, so I'm not going to with all of my guests. <laughs> and one more hint, it, uh, well, it takes place in 19... 19- no, it doesn't take place. We already mentioned that. It came out in 1966. Well... I was just on the cusp of being born then, emotionally. <laughs> so, it just beyond my time. I can't say I know. Is it black and white color? What no, it? it is color. It is in color. color. Is it in living color? <laughs> you got it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, all right. Should I just, just Please prop do. it open? Hey, I plead the fifth. Yeah. We are watching the English. The English title is... Uh, actually, no. I'll mention the French title <laughs> no. first. All right. The French title is... La Grande Vadrouille, which I believe literally translates to The Great Stroll, if Wikipedia is to be believed. (laughs) But it was originally released in the U.S. Now, maybe you've heard of this one. (laughs) Don't look now. We're being shot at. I've never heard of it. And I'm an old movie buff, too. Fantastic. Well, here we go. Look at that. Look at that. There's a Wikipedia. You said it was in color. (laughs) Let's see. Uh, yeah, you can't uh, give the first uh, foreign film on this podcast and the first black and white film, Matt. That's uh, oh, that's true. We is, haven't seen a black and white. Is this yeah, like, that's my job. Is this supposed to be the uh, the French version of uh, um, Life is Beautiful? No, I'm not sure. I haven't actually well, seen that. Well, it could that. be. That's it a great movie. Is it a, a, is that is a comedy? Movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> I like it. It's a comedy, but you know, it's very. Know, Once the third act comes around, well, oh, very boy. dark aspects about it. But that's okay. a great movie. No, this is just straight. Fun. It looks like the mm-hmm. French version of that, though. Yeah. Like, there's yeah, like comedy involved in wartime. It seems like I that. actually think it's the. Fr- it's more uh, along the lines of being the French version of another film, hmm. which uh, yeah, I'll mention afterwards. See if you guys pick up th- on it. No, think uh, it shares the same resemblance as like I think it does because you know I could be way off. Okay. But I see a few similarities. All right. So can you give us some French to lead us into the episode, Matt? Uh, oh, shit. I'm, uh, Otherwise, I'm going to sing La Vie en Rose. Hey, that works. But uh, now I'm, <laughs> but I'm leaning a... on my Doctor Who knowledge and going, Allons-y! <laughs> Allons-y! Oh, Remember Doctor oh, Who? Oh, what things, to that thing, show? things I like. Oh, I haven't seen the latest two seasons. Me neither. Yeah, the I latest really four care. seasons, oh. I think. I stopped after Matt Smith and yeah. got on the brief Peter Capaldi as, as, as soon as Peter P- uh, Picaldi came in, I was just yeah. like, nah, I'm okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, well. Right. Um, Let's go. Adieu. <laughs> Until we come uh, back. A tout à l'heure. Oh, <laughs> a tout à l'heure. Mon Dieu. We just got back from France. Oh, yeah. And what were we watching, Matt? Because I there's no way I'm saying that title. <laughs> we were watching Don't Look Now, We're Being Shot At. Now, but at any I point... I don't know why you had such a hard time with that title, well, John. Well, I mean, the but, French yeah, pr- no, pronunciation of it. I'm but playing no, with you. At any point, do they say that, though, in the no. movie? Yeah, no, they don't. Not. I think they just needed something the Americans can watch and be like, shoot, I'd yeah, like right. to shoot. Come on, let's go. Yeah, no. The French title was uh, Le Grand Vadrouille. <sighs> 
I think we're funnier than Saturday Night Live, though. Oh, I'm pretty sure everybody else is funnier than Saturday Night Live. I'm pretty sure cancer is funnier than Saturday Night Live. I mean, come on. I almost had cancer. Really? No. Oh, okay. I was like, this is... I had a breast cancer scare. Men can get breast cancer. I know, exactly. That's why I want to go to... It's more common, yeah. I got it checked out. But, you know, breast cancer free. An important note from Nightcaps. Men can get breast cancer, so Mm -hmm. be sure to get yourself checked out by your local physician. Yeah. Um, Anyway, what were we drinking tonight on the podcast, Matthew? Let's see... Well, the podcast takes place in uh, New Jersey, but the movie, this movie takes place somewhere else. No, the movie takes place in New Jersey, too, actually. Oh, I should have known by their Jersey dialect. <laughs> yeah, that's what you get for never going down south. It's a whole different world. No, see, this film, a lot of it, a good amount of it was uh, filmed in a little region of France called Morceau. 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 Uh, or actually, yeah, it's a it's a commune in the Côte de Bonne of Burgundy. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so um, pretty much in accordance with that, I was trying to find some uh, wine from Morceau, which mm-hmm. was, it proved to be a little difficult around our, uh, you know, ghetto Jersey shops, but... Mm-hmm. I found white Burgundy wine. Mm, Imported directly from New York, I see on the back. (laughs) That's what it says. Not France. (laughs) Imported by... Close enough. (laughs) Well, they imported it. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so this is... Yeah, it's a white Burgundy wine. I don't really know where it says what it is. It just says a vieille vigne, Mm. Masson village, les pierres dorées. 12.5% 12.5% alcohol. <laughs> Appellation Marson Village Contrôlé. Doma Michel Barrault. <laughs> Matt, I And the know. rest of the podcast is just going to be Matt <laughs> speaking in French. Matt, I don't know. I mean, the first time I heard you speak on, on an episode, I was just like, wow, the sultry voice is getting me wet. Yeah, now wow. I just want to jump over this table. Woo! Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why Matt's here. Ladies, I am not available. <laughs> he's taken. Um, so I just careful, say, ladies. He's I just, taken. I just had to say that because uh, my girl's in the room, but taking you know, a nap. Cut, just, yeah, just cut out the knot in post. <laughs> She's conked out yeah. on the sofa. But anyways, um, I really like this. Yeah, I had a good time. Yeah, okay, this is right up my alley. It was old. It was a. Uh, foreign so i felt way smarter watching it than i should have yeah right and i think it actually made a good amount of points um just like in the about french society you Mm -hmm. know you had like the lower class the higher class um the whole i'm not gonna say issue of help helping americans like the matter of helping american or english Mm -hmm. forces that were trying to help the whole free france rebellion kind of thing which i tackled a good amount of subjects i was almost half expecting that one of these french uh, people that were gonna like uh, sell them out at one point or die. I was mm. expecting definitely someone to. <laughs> well, die. we have at least one maybe suspected death. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll get to that trademark. We'll yep. get to that. That's our uh, bad to the bone. Uh, oh, well, we'll, we'll easy writer moment. Yep. Bad to the bone. So um, we probably can't recommend this because it's not found on really any <laughs> no any platform whatsoever. Well, we have yeah. plenty of issues with that. Yeah, we we got it sorted out. It took us a little get going, but mm-hmm. we got going. It was oh, worth we it. Got I it. Feel like it. Oh, it that's was, good. I'm I glad like it was worth it. And many parallels to films that I already know that I 
I yeah. guess this film inspired a few. Yeah, you were pointing out quite films. a few. Yeah. I only was able to catch, you know, one resemblance that I think is pretty overt. But yeah, yeah you guys were naming a, quite a few other ones that mm, I yeah. had no clue about. <laughs> like the Flintstones movie, a perfect yeah. match. For <laughs> or this Raw. Film. Or Raw. <laughs> yeah. Which we were going to watch instead if we didn't find this. But we boy, did. Boy, howdy, were we. Oh, Mark was ready. So anyway, let's get into it. Begins... These mm-hmm. British guys are in a plane, and there's some cinemascope realness going on. Which I didn't oh, yeah. think they were British at first. I thought this was just like ADR, like <laughs> just like no, just like a dub. Yeah. I was like, right. oh wait, oh here's a bomber French force going on here. No, they're you British. told me you were getting subtitles. I had to teach. <laughs> I had to teach Mark that the British people spoke French, and that the French people mm-hmm. spoke many languages. But like German people speak three languages yes. in this movie. When you I, occupy, I, occupy. Maybe when you oc- occupy a country. You best speak three languages. Maybe they really are superior. <laughs> they are the Aryan race. Yeah. <laughs> so this plane's going down, but I really appreciated like the greens and reds that were just like solid colors. I thought that was an interesting start to yeah. the film. Yeah, that was intense. And the plane goes down, and we have three separate British soldiers who I don't remember their names, but we'll get to them. Mm-hmm. They crash land in different locations around Paris, France. One lands in a mm-hmm. zoo. One lands at the opera house, which I knew, and the other one lands with a puppeteer. Uh, I think he lands where he's supposed to, but well, we just don't yeah, see what, that. Don't one's, in, one's in a zoo, one's yeah. at the painters, one's at the opera house. Oh, oh yeah, okay. the painters. One's at the painters and one's yep, at the yep, opera yep. house. Yeah, sorry. And they, uh, the one guy that lands in a zoo, he lands in a zoo with a French-speaking sea lion. Yes. Which he had to explain yeah, he, to, to Mark why he switched into French. Yeah, but you know the sea lions don't speak English or French or any Listen, kind of gobbledygook language. When the sea lion emerges to the zookeeper, they're going to speak to it in French. So they're going to say, That's like, true. food in French. Oh, mon dieu. They're going to be like, which is French uh, for uh, eat, kind of, sort of, right? Manger, but we'll do Manger, it. sorry. Manger is Italian. J- just like the Germans, Matt speaks three languages. Yeah. Oh, shit, that's true. He's cultured. <laughs> Where would we be without culture, America? <laughs> so they crash land and they meet these French characters. And it's an interesting blend between these English soldiers and mm-hmm. these French, you know, these occupied French people that are just living their lives. But they accept the English into their lives immediately. They're on yeah, their side. Exactly. They're yeah. allies. Yeah. They want to get those Nazis out. And it's just interesting how I found that like it was so quick that they adapted to that. And they're like, oh, English. We better yeah. you know drop everything and try to help them out. I mean, Definitely. there was a ton of French resistance during that time of like like Nazi occupied France. So mm-hmm. like it, you're you're bound to see all French on the side of like uh, the Allied forces. So mm-hmm. it really does cost them their lives, though. Like they, yeah, they do. Everything. What lives? <laughs> There's no lives that are cost here. Well, yeah. except for that. But I mean, like they're risking a yeah, lot. Risk. in in I, that's what I meant. I get yeah. you. But um, their livelihoods aren't really interrupted. It's more of a... It's a comedy. Yeah. So it's not gonna, you know, do anything to upset the balance of that. Yeah. But it was interesting how fast they threw everything down to get those English back mm-hmm. together again. Um, I felt like we were getting very to-be or not-to-be vibes, which is another movie that I was going to recommend on this podcast. Very similar plot. Um, it's these Polish actors put on a Shakespearean show in front of the Nazis and they're kind of hiding from them at the same time. So it's very much that. And I feel like this movie inspired that or this movie was inspired by, you know, that movie as well. Very nice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh... Very Quentin Tarantino. This yeah. is the first note too. Yeah. Right from the beginning. That's because the movie. Because we landed was... the opera house and they're planning to blow these Nazis up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's their big plan. At one point, we just get a crossover of just Operation Blow Up the Basket, and oh. we're like, "Oh, here's them trying to kill Hitler." And then Sushana. <laughs> yep, exactly. Oh. I, I think this film like definitely heavily inspired Tarantino. Not just that aspect either, but um, 
I think the linguistics in this movie is really just interesting. Mm. Like the a lot of code changing. Like people will speak like what Frank Franklish is that a thing? <laughs> Franklish. It's like yeah. yeah, they'll they'll switch between French and English like on a dime just really quickly. Mm. And um, uh, that was. That spoke to some larger points that I thought I had written down, but I guess not. And <laughs> well, now anyways, I'm too drunk to uh, remember. Remember T for two, Mark? The code phrase and how that relates to Grey Gardens. Sure. Uh, you mean pitter-patter? Pitter-patter. Pitter-patter. Uh, T for two is their code phrase for kind of like blow up the Nazis at the opera house. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's mentioned and we just thought Matt would enjoy a uh, watching of Grey Gardens in the future, perhaps. Yeah. Or this an episode not... of uh, uh, Documentary Now. Documentary, the first episode of Documentary yes. Now. Yes. Oh, I've seen a couple episodes of that, yeah. actually. Yeah. The first one's very good if you love Grey Gardens like we did. So anyway, one crash lands in the opera house and we meet the conductor mm-hmm. whose name is... Is that Stanislas? Yep, that's Stanislas. Stanislas. Played by uh, Louis de Funès. Yes. Who is one of... He's my favorite French actor. He really he, stood out. Yeah. Oh, man. He, he was the one, he was the, uh, one that had the most comedic timing, I yeah. think. There his are, facial expressions, uh, amazing. There are some clips on YouTube, like some compilations of his best moments that I am just completely in love with. Let me see if I could find... Uh, he He's essentially, like, I guess like the French version of the Italian uh, most notably of uh, uh, Roberto Bengini uh, he does he they, they both have similar comedic aspects yes they do they're, where they're very quick and, yeah. and witty about their nature yeah. yes exactly mm-hmm. I get that too and I felt like he really stood out favorite character definitely yeah, other than so. that none that power none in the end <laughs> but it was great yeah, um, no, if you just search Louis the Funès on, fa- on uh, Facebook yeah you could friend him no, um, on YouTube, the first thing that shows up is like a best of, 10 minute best of that I think is so good. Like mm. it really, he, he overacts, but that's like a, perfect for comedy. He, mm-hmm. just the facial expressions, he will go so just deep into like his uh, emotions when he's doing this. He is so over the top and it is fantastic. Above and beyond. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we crash land in the opera house and you know, there's all these shenanigans going on, but I really appreciated all the gags in this film. They mm-hmm. were going off consistently and they were sharp kind of, you know, blink and you miss it gags, but mm-hmm. it was very farcical yeah. and comedic. Like Absolutely. when the painter is hiding uh, the one American in the room with this random woman that he just drags and be like, oh, pretend to be my wife. Yeah. We're leaving each other and there's this big fight going on and then he hides outside in the and, elevator. And the elevator goes up and she goes, oh, he'll be crushed. Yeah. And the doors are slamming and everything. Everything is so consistent and on time. Yeah. I loved it so much. Speaking of uh, blinking you mess of gags with, and speaking of the painter, when the painter is first introduced, there are uh, Nazi forces like right under, under, under beneath him. Yeah. Under beneath. Um, yeah, as he's painting. And you see one uh, Nazi general like flick some some lint off his uniform. Yeah. Ah. You know, that's he's, consistent. He's very clean. You know, mm-hmm. trying to be very clean. Yeah. And then immediately afterwards, he gets like just splatted by a com- huge bucket of uh, paint. White paint. And that's mm-hmm. that's called back to again later yeah. in the yeah. in the theater. Yeah. Yeah. He does the same exact he motion. Gets covered in dust. Mm-hmm. Whereas the French or would say f- dust. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I thought it was flour. Or just some form of cocaine. I thought it was probably <laughs> explosives that didn't go off as well because they do not kill the Nazis in this film as yeah, much nope. as we want them to. The film would have a quicker end if they just killed them all right there in the yeah. opera house. But no, there's more comedy to like ensue during that. 
Um, damn girl, you sweaty. Oh, so when oh, yeah. the one dude is hiding in like the closet in the opera house, he's sweating up a storm. Well, he's playing the harp and he's just like yeah. sweating away. We're like, thinking, you're like, gonna give yourself away, man. <laughs> Macintosh. That was Macintosh. That's right. Macintosh. Yeah, we, we we don't learn till like maybe half hour in of like the, oh, the, names. Oh, yeah. the English yeah. or even the French characters' names. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're in the beginning when they're kind of in the plane, but it's so like it's hard chaotic to hear. and yeah. over Like you can't here without subtitles like we tried to do because only the French is really dubbed in this film. Mm-hmm. And that scene with uh, with the American guy, is he American or English, that one? I think he's American, yeah. playing the harp. I don't think the uh, that whole interaction would have gone the same way with any other actor other than like Louis de Funès because mm-hmm. he's is so annoyed at this Nazi general to, who's like, you know, interrupting his session <laughs> yeah. supposedly, just completely annoyed and like utterly just trying to shoo him out of there. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think another actor could have done that scene justice. Mm-hmm. So one of them lands with the puppet master and his, uh, I don't daughter, I suppose, Juliet. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, Juliet is basically the main female character of this uh, film, and she falls in love with the painter. Mm-hmm. Uh, or they have this kind of on again, off again <laughs> yeah, relationship. It's, it's sort of subtle. Yeah, we never, we don't get a conclusion to it. Yeah. I mean, I assume they'll they, see each they, other after. They have a yeah. quick peck, and then, it, and then it's like bye. But she's there, and she's helping throughout most of the film, oh, helping yeah. them on the trains and has stuff. A, this film has a couple of strong uh, female, female characters. characters none. Yeah. Uh, hotel owner. Yeah. yeah. Like, they don't really get name <laughs> drops, but they're there. Mm-hmm. So ladies represent. Um, Some quick thinkers. And they want to technically meet up at the opera house, as we said, and kind of destroy or kill off the Nazis. That's their initial mm-hmm. goal. But that fails comedically. It's just the explosives that are set in these flowers that are kind of lined in the balcony seats yeah. go off. And then and the explosion <laughs> just sends kind of the balcony jutting down. And that's good, yeah, because one of one of or the painter character he he's like he notices this flower that's like a little bit above the rest, and he goes <laughs> yeah. to smell it, and he messes up the wiring. Yeah. And that's like the which whole which for I, it. I didn't uh, put two two together, so mm-hmm. it's it's yeah. good, good that you you mentioned mm-hmm. that because I was like, why why doesn't it go off? Yeah, you know? yeah. That's why the opera singer was like, oh, don't touch that. That's going to go off later. Mm. So the audience knew, but they didn't know. Uh, Macintosh and Drag, though. Can we talk about oh, him? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was uh, yeah, a sexy red... <laughs> with the, the pigtail wig, the Brunhilde. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anytime there's drag in a movie, I'm all there for it. And I guess when and, you uh, see a beautiful man in drag like that, you just don't op- notice open manholes. Manholes. But I had to explain to Mark that there's a canal system beneath the Paris Opera House. And to Matt that that's what Phantom of the Opera is based off yeah, of. I had no clue. <laughs> How do you think the Phantom got around? He didn't just walk underneath everywhere. I thought he was a ghost. No, there's this whole sewage system under the Paris Opera House, which I knew surprisingly oh, just man. by a statue. Damn. I was like, dang, my <laughs> Paris culture is better than I thought I did. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was impressive. But anyway, they dress as women and they're going under. Oh yeah, in the red shot. light district, which yeah, I, red- I think that's the uh, premier... Quatre fuck, what's that called? Premier quatre fuck. Oh, arrondissement, arrondissement. There you go. Section one of Paris. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you go there, if you're looking for a good time. Yeah, and they do, and that's probably that was one of my favorite scenes, especially when like they they're mugging all these guys. Four, four <laughs> men that. fall into yeah. a manhole, and we don't learn what happened to them. They just steal their clothes and run. I'm pretty sure they slit their throats. Yeah. <laughs> four off-screen deaths to add to the charter. But um, after that, they try to go to the train station to meet up with their third comrade. Mm-hmm. But uh, they miss the train, 
and they can't get out of the the city, but the one yeah. Kamrad gets captured by the Nazis anyway. Or before that, they were originally uh, scheduled to meet up at the Turkish Baths. Oh yes, the Turkish yeah. Baths. How could we yeah. forget? Which that leads up to that whole that what, intrigue that, section, that, 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 the little gay panic scene going on there. Well, there's a lot of gay panic in this yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah, it was a different time. It was the '60s. It was <laughs> yeah. a different time. Gay people didn't France. exist. Yeah, gay people didn't exist at that time. But there's a lot of <laughs> they tongue. They were, a, they were a myth. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of tongue in cheek about sleeping in the same bed as a man. Mm-hmm. and whatnot that yeah. comes into play later mm. but you know gay panic was a thing but mm-hmm. I, I think it was i i don't think it was that serious i think it oh, was no. more yeah. than yeah. Oh, it was very tongue-in-cheek <laughs> we're making fun of here yeah mm-hmm. and it was a lot of it was just like the clashing personalities too like the uh the high class conductor didn't want to be with the low class painter who would like snore really loudly in his oh, sleep yeah. it was just like yeah. a bunch of annoyances mm-hmm that blend together. Yeah. Um, the Nazis didn't seem that bad. No, they were like very polite. <laughs> they were yeah. very polite and like kind of getting the jokes at the same time, like yeah. laughing at the jokes. Like, like you have contraband here. Ah ha ha ha. I'll yeah. just leave now. Yeah, I won't do it. I won't shoot you in the face. Oh, look at all this sausage you have. You oh. must be stealing quite a bit. Yeah, I won't take any. Goodbye. <laughs> and politely close the door. So that was there too. Yeah. Um, it was more of like a Mel Brooks comedy, To Be or Not To Be, the remake, not yeah. the original, but I I got that too. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark made a good comparison on how he compared it to It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. Oh yeah, so at first, like that when they first get away after they miss the train, where mm-hmm. like their car breaks down and then they, they pull to the side and it's like, I, I, it's it becomes very farcical in this nature. Yeah. I mean, it's farcical throughout the whole film, yeah. but like once they're on the road and like they're looking for different modes of transportation... And then uh, I just, I, that's what I kept thinking of. And then, like, the cinematography was a little bit on the cusp of that, like, oh, on yeah. the road. The quick cuts and everything. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So. I definitely got, and then I had to explain the difference between Rat Race and It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. I mean, they're, t- they're the same thing. So. They're really not, though, Mark. <laughs> one is a superior film, and one is just I, trashed with Whoopi Goldberg. I kind of like Rat Race better. Oh, no. The stuffed squirrels on the side of the world. We should have bought a squirrel. Should have bought a squirrel. We will not be watching Rat Race. On the, at least that won't be one of my suggestions on this podcast audience. So rest easy. But Mad, 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 World, I would not recommend too because it's also like three hours long. Yeah. And Matt, you have a pension for picking long movies. Apparently. I'm not going to say cut it down, but I'm going to say get here earlier if you want to start a long movie. Hey man, New York I, City I, traffic. I, oh. Listen, I was checking the clock a little bit. I know. But you know what? It's fine. The pacing of this movie I thought was actually a little... Fast. It, it was yes. a little weird though because... Yeah. um. It did. It did really turn out to be kind of an epic, like journey. No, it was very simple, and we were. <laughs> really? I think like we were overthinking it at times because I the plot all... is essentially just like five characters, five yeah. men against these Nazis trying to get out of you know the Nazi. That's essentially space. the plot. Yeah, yeah. I think it was a simple, straightforward plot, but you know they kept on like basically missing their appointments. So, you know, they had one goal for the first act, another goal for the second act, and a completely different goal for the third yeah. act. And you had um, you had the French uh, subplot, like the subplot involving the two French guys, and mm-hmm. another subplot involving like the two um, British guys. Mm-hmm. And then eventually they meet together. It was kind of like Game of Thrones seasons, like yeah. Yeah, three, exactly. three yeah, through finally. six, and then finally season seven. We can only hope Game of Thrones has an as conclusive ending as this, and they, they just meet their goal. Yeah. That's all I can hope. It'll be bittersweet. It will be bittersweet. Thousands will die, and thousands of fans will weep, and I'll be in my balcony just like sipping my wine, enjoying the tears that they spilled because they didn't read the damn books. 
Well, you there, there, there are no books now. We're in uncharted I mean, it territory. Matter. I'm still bitter they didn't read Yo, the books going in. Yeah, you, fair you won't see a conclusion conclusive ending to those books. I'm telling you, you won't see a conclusive ending to the show either. Mm. I doubt that. Everybody will die. Yeah, everyone. Will. That's the only way it can end. But uh, it'll be like so, uh, the Sopranos just cut to black. Oh, but that makes sense if you've seen later <laughs> episodes, though earlier episodes. Oh, I, didn't see oh, I can I could feel about the Sopranos forever. I do need to watch it. That definitely. was a big uh, event in this Italian American household. <laughs> <laughs> Go figure. Who would have known? But uh, speaking of Italian, uh, there are none in this movie. But <laughs> no, but <laughs> different language, I guess. That's where I was going with that. That segue. is a different language, Matt. Thanks for pointing that out. Um, we do get Pumpkin Nun, my favorite character yeah. in this film. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, eventually, after this kerfuffle on the train, the two Americans wind up at this makeshift hospital, mm-hmm. and they leave the Frenchman to go into town mm-hmm. and get a room to find their own way out, because they can't travel together. So, hilarity ensues, whatever. Uh, the Frenchmen are in this hotel, but it just so happens that the Nazi general and his cohort are in the room but, next to we, them. But we skipped over the hilarious... Uh, a birthday the, scene? No, oh, the, no. the, the, uh, the pumpkin-throwing uh, oh, car chase. Oh, after and, oh, and the so, supposed death no no, no no it is no, before. always before so True. pumpkin nun they meet this nun this friendly nun who throws pumpkins at the nazis and how many pumpkins are in this damn truck because they throw about a thousand pumpkins oh yeah scene. well they end up running out of ammo quote oh, unquote yeah. but one unfortunately dies yeah because like <laughs> there's, a, there's a guy painting like the, the side of the road <laughs> which is funny and then the guy and then the driver like the the nazi mobile just like runs off the road off a oh cliff my gosh it's straight out of looney tunes <laughs> yeah it's pretty good it's like wily kai <laughs> style but we're not uh, so inconclusive to know this nazi died all it was missing was like a wilhelm scream yeah no i thought there was a wilhelm scream (laughs) i was like oh this is just too much (laughs) but uh i did enjoy that gag and we all left (laughs) so they're in the hotel um, mm-hmm. There's some comedic uh, instances with the dumb waiter and food being carried, oh, yeah. and this weird German chair game that these birthday revelers play that oh, I boy. do not understand. <laughs> they're like hobby horsing their they're, way around the table. They're all around two tables, and they're literally <laughs> hobby horsing around the table, singing a German song probably about a horse. And I'm just so. It took me by surprise. I'm into it. I think we need to adopt that. I don't think so because that's a good way to ruin like Guys, forty chairs. At my once. next birthday yeah. party, we're all doing. We're all, this. we're doing these in these weird '70s mod chairs I have in my kitchen <laughs> around this table. I don't think I have the arm April, strength or the April patience for that. April could join us too. If she wants. <laughs> uh, where was I? So they're in the hotel. Hilarity ensues. They switch rooms. One Frenchman, one German man per room. Uh, mm-hmm. Like there's a wake up call, and they both sneak out mm-hmm. and don't get caught. They disguise as German soldiers, and they get these German shepherds. Yeah, everyone loves a dog. <laughs> um, I'm glad that they were in the film. And uh, yeah. the lady's like, "Take these dogs. They'll lead you. They know where to go." And mm-hmm. I'm, I don't think that's the case. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I, how. I don't. I don't, yeah. think that, I, I don't think that's how that works with dogs. And well, they you... saw like a squirrel, and they were gone. They were just well, like, so no, they, they saw another German patrol. Like, let's yeah. join them. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness and we never hear from them again i hope that they were treated well because there's a lot of crying dog noises i mean there, there's song. a certain scene involving horses that i don't think they were treated well oh, those poor horses oh i hate when hey, movies abuse animals. she said jump they didn't, they didn't want to listen <laughs> she said it in france maybe in french maybe they were english horses they, they were understand. they were imported yeah. <laughs> imported from new york oh man <laughs> I liked it, but speaking of the train, I did like the scene on the train where the one American soldier is speaking to the German officer, and he's sitting next to Juliet, 
and mm-hmm. she's like the German officer in Fran- French is basically going oh pass the salt please but the <laughs> American officer doesn't understand so he looks to Juliet and she <laughs> sprinkles spl- salt on her potatoes yeah. mm-hmm. and I found that like I was like oh that I'm gonna use that later like that's a that's a funny gag right mm-hmm. there um, that just stuck out with me. I have oh, more. Yeah. Pu- I have so much about pumpkins in my notes. <laughs> for some reason, I have like a whole page about pumpkins. It was they were only for a few minutes. I know. I don't. I don't understand. Oh, the beds are good. How could I forget the beds oh, yeah. are good? My favorite line. Oh, you sleep here tonight. The beds, the beds are good. Are good. <laughs> oh, and I was snore off. Oh, there was the snore off between the. The oh, German and the Englishman. And the, yeah, the, no, the composer. Oh the, yes, the composer who was kind yeah. of like conducting yeah. his snores. Yeah. They're just whistling them off. Essentially, mm-hmm. yeah. found that funny. <laughs> he had to like beat the uh, the bed and beat the walls and everything. Uh, and Stanislav and Augustine, I mm-hmm. ship them. I think that's oh, a believable yeah. ship, right? Definitely. Would they continue a relationship after the film? I feel that they come. For from, sure, there's a spinoff. Yeah, they come from different worlds, but uh, reunited by their yeah. love of each other. Mm. And Julia broke up with a uh, Stanislav. Or Augustine. I don't remember which one's which. Augustine's yeah, Augustine. the painter. Augustine's the painter. Stanislav is the conductor. Okay. Good to know. Uh, <laughs> and eventually, so the two Frenchmen are posing as military officers, German military yeah. officers, mm-hmm. and eventually they get caught by this one general who's been after all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Americans are hiding in fake barrels of wine. Oh, yeah. Imported by Pumpkin Nun. A very Tolkien-esque. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Hobbit-esque. And then... The one American has got captured on the train, so mm-hmm. they all wind up in this one German base together. What an unlikely circumstance, but it <laughs> works out. The French officers are doing their best job to distract for time, while the American officers meet up, kind of reconvene, are in the cellar, yeah. knock out these guards, and set the place on fire. Oh, we forget about the cross-eyed German. Oh yes, I have him right in my notes, so I was going to... There's one cross-eyed German... Who mistakes the the barrels of wine for the, the for, American barrels for the American yeah. barrels the the barrels that the Americans are hiding in and he comes back later. Oh, it's just yeah. funny that like his one trait is being cross-eyed and <laughs> yes. that's where he gets his call yeah, back. I'm pretty from. sure this is another Mel Brooks thing that uh, he takes from because mm-hmm. we see this in Spaceballs as well. Oh yeah, yeah, we yeah, do. Because I can't ma- I can't make a reference to this where it's like carefully, you idiot. I, I said a crosser, no, it's not up it, and then yeah. uh, he realizes like like two of his gunners are like cross-eyed. <laughs> it's like I'm sorry, sir. He's my cousin. You're like, who is that? That that's an asshole, sir. He's <laughs> yeah. like, no, that's his name, asshole. <laughs> How many assholes do we have in this? ship anyhow yo <laughs> <laughs> this movie felt so Mel Brooks to me oh I'm totally yeah like definitely Mel and it makes sense because Mel Brooks uh, directed a remake of To Be or Not To Be which really? is very similar to this oh and mm-hmm. it's just funny how it all meshes together the more films you see yeah, yeah. look at so that so you could see that he's taken this comedy from that and then the nun discovers that the Americans aren't in the barrel of wine and they made the joke oh no they've turned into wine I've done <laughs> yeah. it again yeah. she slams the jug with like, like a hammer she, she's yep. an offspring of Jesus yeah, Christ she's <laughs> like oh no I've done it again <laughs> best character and she doesn't like we don't even get like a name she's just like sister whatever that's very true yeah and I, I don't know I felt like she should have been a love interest for like the well, Americans which well, she, well, kind, she of kind of ended well, up the, yeah. the movie is natural in terms of how we introduce the characters characters uh, in terms of how their names are mm-hmm. you know it's not it's not very expedition heavy or it's like it's like come over here uh the sergeant uh full name you yeah. know or it's just uh, it's yeah. and, and your backstory where it's yeah. like it's very natural the way we 
are introduced to these characters. Mm-hmm. We don't need a, also a full backstory on them. We just need to know like the ins and outs and mm-hmm. what they want. And I, yeah. I think that's going into any foreign film. I feel like when we mm. sat down, I'm like, oh, Matt's bringing out a French foreign film. <laughs> Gotta put on my thinking cap. Gotta write cohesive notes, otherwise I won't understand the plot. But eventually, me and Mark just put the stuff down, and we were mm-hmm. we were like, "We're gonna watch this without it because we get it a little more." Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was pr- pretty easy to follow. Yeah, without yeah. Taking I notes. think we're we're fudging it up the more we speak about it. But <laughs> essentially, it was a great movie, you know. Um, I think uh, for the characters, maybe it's not so important that they're named either because a lot of what they what they come down to is like their roles or their tropes like their, yeah. yeah their jobs yeah. basically even if they weren't like named i'm pretty sure you were able to just like say like oh the sergeant or like the the, the conductor the conductor the painter, the painter yeah. Like, yeah like very easy like that like the like uh, a great uh comparison would be like the road i don't know if you guys ever watched that or read it mm. where like mm. that um it's sent like post-apocalyptic where like the two lead characters are currently on netflix yeah yeah it's it's, <laughs> it's a great film uh it's with um vigo mortensen and mm. it's it's just it's called he's just referred to as father and then like his his boys like like son that mm. you never get a name for them mm-hmm. or like any characters as they come across so it's i think that's pretty important to just know like these are your characters mm. like here's the father here's the son character yeah. and so yeah. if we would we, we just refer to as uh, the painter, the mm-hmm. the conductor. So yeah. I think that's very natural. And I began yeah. to care less about names and more about their roles too. That's how yeah. I identified them. Like, oh, three Americans, two Frenchmen. They mm-hmm. do this, this, Definitely. this, and this. They even mock each other at like different points. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. The way they kind of parallel. Yeah. That. <laughs> and I love that. It was kind of French English relationships. So yeah. like the conductor's very prissy. He walks with fancy shoes. He's yep. like, oh, take my shoes. I will take yours because that's mine are gag. too uncomfortable. Yeah. Yep. And the other French guy's like, oh, you always take from me. You're like one of those Americans. And then they laugh they're like oh those stupid americans and meanwhile the Amer- the the stupid englishmen are like in the car like where are you going oh to pick up those lazy frenchmen oh, yeah, oh, exactly. oh, 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 oh and they all laugh about that i found that hilarious yeah that think, headshot um, though that the french oh, conductor boy. had in that one scene he's posed over like yeah, this in the that's very fantastic oh i loved it i don't know if the whole like using roles um to kind of like identify it seems more foreign to me. Like, I don't know if it's a French yeah, thing no, or if it's more of like a 60s thing. Yeah. But I definitely, I don't think you see that as it's much in American Brechtian, films. I feel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like Mother Courage and her children. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't have to say it has to deal with the time period. I mean, it, it does. I couldn't even... I couldn't even tell you that this was made in the 60s as well. Like, it looked mm. good for it, 60s, I man. mean, uh, I would... 1080p. I, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I would think, like, just for any kind of generic film, I mean, uh, Life is Beautiful. Like, mm. I, I like to go back. I don't know. This is the third time I, I brought it up. Or it's like, that movie was made in, what, in the 90s? Yeah. And that didn't feel like... And it, I, it didn't look like it mm-hmm. would be a traditional film no. made in the 90s. No. I mean, you could think that that was actually was made, made in, this, in the 60s mm-hmm. where this movie mm. came out. But, I think uh, the same with Cinema Paradiso. Mm-hmm. Which is another, I think, another Italian, Italian film. film. But um, I think it was also filmed way after too. But mm. styled mm. to look the same in this older generation. So, but I give props to that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I was also getting very like Great Escape vibes from it. Yeah. Okay. I don't think I've seen that. It was also. Have I? Yeah, you might have. It's a, it's an American. You know, my. I it's mean, a, it's, it's one a, of my it's, dad's favorite. I mean, it's a classic. I mean, what Dustin Hoffman's in that? I think right. I think so. The Great Escape. The one where do do. 
you're thinking of the wrong movie. Like it's that. probably 60s or 70s, but it feels very similar to this movie. It's another oh, prison breakout yeah. from the German concentration camp mm-hmm. that the Americans and the English team up together. And I think there was. Oh, a, wow. I think there was like a modern remake of that with like James Franco. I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody did. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, no. nobody but James Franco. He has it on repeat at his so, home. Anyway, we're back together. All yep. the Americans and the Germans. Together again. Together again. And uh, while the the French are getting interrogated, there's this brilliant shaking scene where they're being interrogated yeah. and they're shaking up and down yeah. for comedic effect. We it, all got to chuckle out Yeah, of it's very nice. Mm-hmm. And surprise, surprise, they all get away. It's, uh, it's a great scene where they set the building on fire. They slash their tires. Slash, yeah. the, slash the Germans' tires. Maybe a so banana they, in the tailpipe yeah. at one point. <laughs> Um, they accidentally slashed their own tires. And there's a sly Canadian dig. Oh, mm-hmm. why don't yeah. you go back to Canada? Which oh, I didn't oh, fully oh. understand, but I know Canada was involved Those in World French War Those French Canadians. Oh, I see. <laughs> the Quebecois, <laughs> as they're known. Mm. I would just thought just because Canada was involved in World War Two. Yeah, so. not really, though. No, they were. Hmm. They, don't, they don't have much of an army, right? No. I, mean, no, but, I don't know. imagine they do. Yeah. They, they were like, there. Yeah. I think that's why, too. It was like a... yeah. That was also an element of We're three disgruntled Americans, so (laughs) we can't really tell you about Canadian history. (laughs) But surprise, surprise, they get away. Those poor horses... Oh yeah, oh. They're, like the horses crash this fence, but it, there's then, like a, there's like a quick cut where it's like yeah, and then the horses are fine. Yeah. It's like <laughs> and they, they got use, new horses. Like this is like a, um, a Royal Tenenbaums moment where oh. like they they just replace the horses. There's a, there's a new Mordecai. Oh, poor horses, and that nun was pretty good with a whip though. Oh yeah, no, Ooh, she was. Whip-ish. Yeah, she was like go like, you, go, damn it, go. Are you from the from from America from the 1800s possibly? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Slavery, <laughs> but she knows her way around a whip, and I found that kind of sexy at the same time. For oh, a nun, yeah. for what a, and it's like one of those French flying nuns' audience, you know, with like the bouffant habit that's like I mean, winged she, out. I mean, she was kind of turned on by uh, getting some kisses oh, from the, yeah, from the oh, Americans yeah. later. So, but before we get to that, we got to get to their cockamamie plan that they plan. Oh yeah! So the nun is like, "Quick, into this locked barn that I know about. I knew there'd be planes in here. Yeah, and yeah, like, right? There's two planes without." a propeller each and they're like how are we gonna get them to fly and one of them's like oh i know cut the germans are coming and they're big tanks the germans are coming the The germans Germans are are coming coming. paul revere's on his horse ringing his bell so they cut and they tie two ropes to these two planes and attach to their car and they're like we're gonna kite these planes and fly over the border immediately that's not gonna work out this was like flight of the phoenix moment yeah yeah so they take one the american is in the car Mm -hmm. pushing it forward like yeah. driving it the three to a plane stuffed behind them the planes are barely off the ground the well, Germans but, first, but yeah. first he has to get out of the car and oh, into yeah. like into the this fast moving plane yeah. it, <laughs> I was like this is not gonna work oh and the Germans never shoot they're just like let them go yeah. let them do this until they're one well they're nice work. Germans remember well, they're, they're they, polite they do mention the plane they have they mention that it's an observation plane so there's no like True. artillery on they made a nice save with that one. but I mean like the plane could have like abutted them and it just could have like yeah. crashed into that <laughs> that's true but they go over this cliffside, and the car explodes, <laughs> yeah. and the ropes just aren't there anymore. I was like, magic, not cut or anything. Like, cut. This must have like dragged the planes down. Yeah, <laughs> just been straight into the ground. I really didn't think this through. Oh, uh, so, but. <laughs> Then the German general that's been after them is like, quick, 
fire our one machine gun at them before they disappear. And wouldn't you know it, the one cross-eyed German yeah. soldier is behind the machine gun, shoots their own plane, and we get the, like, the typical Nazi, I like, you know, yeah. raising the fist in anger. Like, Hogan! <laughs> Done it again, those pesky English Americans and none! It is pretty good. I like that the wind, like, brings them back. Yeah. Because they escape into free France for a few seconds, and then the wind current brings them back into a German occupied <laughs> France. Oh. So they're like, okay, now we can shoot. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. It's like, <laughs> like, why did you think this plan was going to go so well? Like, yeah. it, it was not going to. Yeah, very polite Nazis, as we've said. Yeah. Um, you know, like, cordial, inviting, <laughs> welcoming, <laughs> open to change. They're like, I don't want to kill you. I, I just have to. Yeah, where, like, they were, there was, like, a bonding moment where, like, the fir- the uh, towards the end, where, like, the first, uh, the, the, the two jer- uh God, the, the two Frenchmen are being interrogated by like the 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 the, the German mm-hmm. officer, mm-hmm. and they're like talking about the fighting in World War One. It's like, oh yeah, you know, four years. That's that's awful. <laughs> yeah. And so there's like this weird comedic body moment where like he's also getting frustrated. Yeah. So it's it's stuff like humanizing, that. humanizing. Everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a it's, bit, a, yeah. it's a tongue in cheek, you know, war film as expected. You know, we gotta kind of find comedy and, in the and, darkest places and horror. Yeah. yeah, in the darkest, you know recesses of humanity speaking but, of uh bonding over like uh over like a language barrier i think that uh i mean i mentioned the linguistics of this movie it's i think it's very prominent very pronounced like you have um it's very important that's a blend in it's like you have to know german if you're gonna be wearing that german uh, soldier uniform mm-hmm. yeah but they, you know, they don't. They speak French, so mm-hmm. they have to use like nonverbal cues yeah. and kind of just speak gibberish and things like that. And um, back in the all the way back in the Turkish bath scene, you you hear them really bonding over the uh, the French guys that are looking for the Americans, mm-hmm. like the American commanders. You see them bonding over uh, two for tea, or maybe <laughs> yeah. it wasn't in that scene, but it was in like another scene. Oh no, you know what it was? It was <laughs> it was the the maestro. With the American, he's like, you know, I have to find English. my guys. Yeah. Or with the English guy. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, I have to find my guys. And um, I don't think the French maestro actually really wants to help that much until he Gets starts. Gets found out. No, until he starts seeing like two, uh, T for two. Oh, yeah. And then they realize, okay, you know There's what? We do have this like music, common yeah. language. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of like the importance of music. And they're like, well, you know what? Maybe we're, you know, more alike, maybe. Or, mm. you know, you we are my so fellow. You, and I. <laughs> you, <laughs> you see, are. I did say that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you are my fellow man. So I, I should help you out because we know that the maestro, he, I don't think he'd help out that much. Mm-hmm. Like, he is really full of himself. Yeah. Deep cut, though. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Picking up yeah. on the details. Oh, yeah. Paying attention during the movie. I think we I thought I knew music. Well, yeah. I, I think we might have gone over that in class. Hey, we I'm knew two for two, so we were good. Did yeah. I? I didn't know it. You see oh, Grey Gardens. They sing that like 10,000 times. Yeah, but I'm more familiar with Peter Potter, Peter Potter. Oh, I don't know if it's giblets or food for the cats, mother. Oh, gotta watch that. Gotta watch that. So the film ends happily. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nun gets her kisses, you know, gets a real kiss. Juliet gets nothing. Gets left in the dust of the hotel. We don't, we don't know if they get away. Well, Do they? they got over the border. Sure. If they land safely <laughs> in this comedy. I was expecting a German plane to fly over. And yeah, just, just <laughs> bow, barrel them out of the sky. <laughs> I wish. But no, it has a happy ending. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Totally. Yeah, super happy. I mean, it's a comedy. Yeah. yeah. I feel like there's a reason it was um, 
so I'm not, I don't know if it was revered in France, but it was well, you said ultra it was popular, third highest grossing. Yeah, yeah. people, First, people you're the one that knows. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. obviously it was revered in France. Well, I just didn't know if revered was like the right word, but um, Paul Revere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm thinking of that Animaniac short with Paul Revere. You ever remember that? There was like a history episode of Animaniacs. Probably. Oh, well, I don't think I do. That's like a deep cut, man. <laughs> but I that came forward, flashing in my memory. Actually, but, speaking of the popularity of this, I. I did some statistics Ooh. before because all, all while, doing, laid, all while watching me. the movie. Yeah, it was. Um, so I, f- I found out that this movie sold 17 million tickets. Damn. Um, you know, throughout its original runtime in the 60s, mm-hmm. and that means in a country like France, where there were only I think 50 something million people there, 35.4 percent of the pop of the French population watched this movie. Wow. Which, and that's only like opening, right? Um, Statistic or like in general? No, in general. Okay. Like in over, general. yeah, over time. But I don't know if it was like really re-released. I don't. I imagine maybe mm. once, but French not really. Do that? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was surpassed by Titanic and Bienvenue chez or whatever. Why Titanic though? French people, they love they their love, love their stories, Titanic. I guess. Their James Disaster. Cameron movies. What about Avatar? How did Avatar do over I mean, there? Oh, I, don't, I hope terribly. <laughs> Not with those other eight movies coming down the pipeline. But I mean, Titanic, I mean, it did even well here. It was just a force of nature. Yeah. Literally. It was probably because of Celine. That's why. Celine Dion. Celine Dion. Could oh. be. Celine Dion. Mm. But, uh, yeah, so ti- I, I did some more... Uh, adjustments or not adjustments i did some more calculations bienvenue even though it sold more it sold uh 22 million tickets but that was at a time you know 2008 the french population had grown to around 60 63 million something like that so actually it only only 32 percent of the population 32.3 percent of the population watched this which was you know still three percent lower than uh percentage wise than those who had watched this movie, Titanic. Well, like we said, it was it was a monster. Uh, did thirty seven percent of the population, thirty seven point eight percent of the population. I mean, like it's probably a lot of a difference, but like in those numbers forms, it doesn't seem like that much. Yeah, thirty seven point mm-hmm. eight. I think. Uh, oh, tw- sorry, twenty two million people watched Titanic. Twenty million watched Bienvenue Chez. Mm-hmm. If and, only we um, had native Parisian on the podcast to give us our, you know, yeah. comeuppance and what this movie means to them, but we don't. So <laughs> ah, screw that. <laughs> well, they're they're rude, so. Exactly. <laughs> um, what was he in it? Uh, but I'm pretty sure French are lovely. I take that back. <laughs> oh yeah, just to put that in comparison. So I said 35.4 percent of the population watched this movie. Um, let's talk about your favorite movie, your favorite genre, John. Mm-hmm. Infinity War, Avengers: Infinity War. Yay! Time for me to go to bed. Good night, audience. How, <laughs> how many? How much of the U.S. population do you think has seen that movie? Ninety-nine point nine percent. It seems like that, right? It does yeah. seem really high. All I, children, all the children in America <laughs> have seen that. Exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, I did some numbers. You know, you I did I, this all. I, I, I crunched like, crunch the numbers <laughs> on your computer <laughs> screen. <laughs> Matt is resident like number man from now on. Oh yeah. With um, his massive, like, uh, Macintosh computer in the background, <laughs> punching numbers Speaking away. Speaking of Macintosh. <laughs> yeah, right. hungry? No. <laughs> oh, he Just, was a character in this. Um, but, so, it seems like everybody has seen that movie. I mean, it's only been out for three weeks, so there's still time for it to grow. But as of now, only about 
A little over 19% of the population what? has seen it. Bogus. 19... I'll buy that as far as I can throw it. I mean, okay. I, you know, I don't have... That's a actual... fake Harvey Weinstein number right now. I'll buy that. I don't have super accurate numbers. What I did was I found the cost of an average movie ticket. It's eight ninety seven. in case you were wondering. Where do you get this time, Matt? Where do you get this time? You have a... a job. You have children. You have a girlfriend. It's a children. Yeah. His, uh, his children, his scalping uh, habits on eBay hey, and whatnot. just because I don't know about them doesn't mean they don't yeah. exist. Somewhere in a distant country. Just because I don't talk to them. Papa. But, uh. Uh, yeah, it was like 19.2%, so it still has a way to go percentage-wise to catch up to this film that we just watched. It does. I can only well, imagine. come on, Marvel and Disney. Get yeah. your shit together. I, watch this movie and take a few notes. Yeah. I, I really want this movie to be more well-known because, I mean, like we said, it's impossible to rent or stream. You gotta go on the open Guy seas. Jerry rig it. Well, open seas that. is a good uh, catchphrase right there, if you know what I mean. Oh, right? yeah. But um, it was a it's, struggle to find, surprisingly. And I've never heard of it before. It, yeah, exactly. I don't know. I don't think this is a film that France is known for, but I think it's one of France's most well-known films. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like everyone's seen it. I mean, you know, maybe not these days, but go back a couple generations. People, I think everyone's like grandparents have seen it probably. I, I would imagine it has a special place in their hearts. I mean, the French do win. You know, you see them kind of congratulating each other towards the end exactly which you know is always nice i mean not that the germans would have won but i don't know maybe you see uh, i feel like they treat it pretty fairly you have them interacting with the americans and each side gets like their own wins i i wouldn't be surprised if this movie like maybe engendered some goodwill towards americans actually mm-hmm. among like the french population what's the french saying egalite fraternite um liberté yeah i think <laughs> that's right yeah, equality brotherhood yeah. and liberty. liberty vive la france yeah vive la france got mm-hmm. all three of those traits um, Very nice. or, or as coldplay uh, once said viva la vida oh, yes. <laughs> and with that should we offer our final thoughts on the film better yeah, way to good. end it out right it's been a while we've been talking for an hour it's been so. a while oh, we gotta stop that they're gonna sorry. come the screen and grab me by the throat and sue me <laughs> But, what um, is that stained? <laughs> I don't. I can't see stained grabbing anyone by the throat. Uh, but who wants to start us off with? Uh, how they felt this uh, movie? I'll start first. Uh, I, wake up, Mark. Okay, We're yeah. almost there. <laughs> I'm cute. Uh, I liked it. I liked it quite a bit. Uh, it took me back uh, to just you know simpler time, simpler farcical comedy, and mm-hmm. at, at a time where it, the shit just seems to be hitting the fan, but. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it looks like any other kind of like AMC movie I would catch, uh, on a regular basis, you know, watching with either my mom or my dad. It does dad. feel like an AMC or TCM like, movie. And it, cause, be mm-hmm. like, cause, you know, oh, like, yeah. it was, it was Robert Osborne. What do you have to say about this? It was very easy to follow, you know, like subtitles that weren't, uh, uh, so much an issue or anything like that. I stepped mm-hmm. away maybe once or twice, just to use the bathroom, but I, that didn't lose me in terms of like what the plot was going on and how it was progressing and the humor was always hitting mm-hmm. you know, so i liked it yeah um i'll go next first time i saw it 
Uh, mm-hmm. Felt very TCM to me. I don't know why I haven't seen this before, because old movies are my shit. Mm. Um, I feel more open to watching longer movies now that Matt has suggested this on our podcast, because it was two and a half hours. Boogie Nights was technically longer. No, this was uh, what? two hours. Boogie Nights felt longer. Oh, no, Boogie Nights was definitely longer. This yeah. was two hours, four minutes? Mm, kind of pushing it, though. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Especially since started a little late tonight. And it was but, a comedy, too. Well, it's, it, it's like an action yeah. comedy. And even though it was Adventure so long, comedy. it flowed fast. There are some things that, like, obviously, since I'm sitting here being, like, checking my watch, that they could have cut. Like, yeah. all right, we could have cut down on, like, these little jokes a little bit. Mama gotta get to bed. But <laughs> other than that, I was totally into it. And I was yeah. surprised how much I was into it. I was also surprised that no one really died in this film. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was kind of going to be a point. Yeah. Someone was going to die just to show us the stakes. I know it's a comedy, but there are comedies where people get offed. And, you know, just to bring the audience back to, oh, the stakes are high. We need to treat this seriously, even though this is a film. But I appreciated that they took the lighter aspects of it. Because we look at Life is Beautiful. That doesn't end perfectly. (laughs) No. At all. But it's still a comedy and a beautiful movie, nonetheless. Mm. But I definitely appreciate that you recommended this and that we watched this. Awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah. And that's not just uh... the wine. (laughs) Yeah, I, I, the stakes definitely aren't that high. I think just because it's on such a small scale, like it's really only these characters trying to escape. They're not like representing or trying to help out like all of France or anything. It's it's pretty much just isolated to them and like their problem. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. I only found out about this movie from a French class that I took. Oh, yeah. Was it the same when you watched the Pearl Divers in Pearl Divers the opera? No. Did tra- I watch that? It translates to Pearl Divers. You said it to me in French at once, and I was like, oh, I know about that. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I was, mm. Actually, this sounds very familiar. I think yeah. I know what you're talking about. I know. Very farcical as well. Very, like, Fraser-ish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I, I remember watching this in class, and I wasn't sure if I would, if it would hold up on my second viewing. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the first time I watched it, it was a French film class, so we watched, like, a different one every week. But usually they weren't as good as this one, so Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure if this was just good in comparison Mm -hmm. to the other ones we watched, which were a little slow and eh, a little dour. (laughs) Just out of comparison, what else did you watch in that class? Oh, I don't remember. It was so long ago. It wasn't, like, anything big, like La Bia Bay or, you know. Mm -mm. La Vie Bohème. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no mark. Just Laboam, the opera. <laughs> and that's Puccini, that's Italian. <laughs> close, close enough. enough. Um, it's based on a French work. Yeah, no, I can't really rem- remember what else we watched, which is, I mean, this really stuck out at me. It's mm-hmm. And it stars one of my favorite actors, Louis de Finesse. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. oh, fantastic. Could you recommend Wait, yeah. any other films that he might may have been in? Ah, uh, he's. But Google can. I've seen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Best Louis de Funès film. IMDb. <laughs> that. Oh yes, of course there's. Ah, <gasps> uh, the ma- oh. Oh, actually, we did watch this, did we? The Mad Adventures of Rabbi Jacob. Ooh. Oh, that sounds like a fun time. <laughs> yeah, kind of weird. It sounds a bit mad. Another mad, Another mad, 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 mad rabbi. <laughs> I think this was like a long series too. I think there's like five films in this series. Oh. If I'm not thinking of another oh, one. Wow. Damn. Sounds like a nutty professor. Sounds yeah. like Mel Brooks masterpiece. Sounds right like there. Shrek. Epic, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, let's see. Oh, there's The Sucker, which was uh, the Blah! first <laughs> the first collaboration between uh, you know the director of this film, Louis de Funès, and another actor, Bourg- Bourville. 
Oh, uh, yes, Bourville. He played the painter. Ooh. <laughs> Which makes sense, being that they're, you know, the only other French actor in this film. Yeah. Basically. True. I did recognize that one English dude with the mustache. I've That's surprising. Seen, I've seen mm. him in something. Hmm. I can't remember what, though. Probably a Monty Python skit or two. Could, could be. be. Yeah, could be. But yeah, no, I, I really like this film. And I, I mean, I already mentioned Inglorious Bastards being my favorite Tarantino film. Which some may disagree with. That's my Tarantino own. talk starts now. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta tell you, it's my lowest. It is not. On, it is probably oh. in my top three. It so. is my favorite by far. Okay. I think. Why do, you, why do you feel that way, Mark? I don't know. I mean, it's it's. Are you racist? No, absolutely not. I, I I told you, like Django might be my favorite Tarantino film. Oh, mm-hmm. my least favorite. Oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> See, I have to say, though. Django's in my top three. Oh no. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm neutral on both grounds. Like, the Glorious Bastard just seems to be all over the place. And but the cream, Mark, the cream. You have to wait for the cream. Sure, the cream. <laughs> but like, it, like it. For a film that that's called Inglorious Bastards and a, a group of people called the Bastards, you don't really focus on them, which is what I love about that film. But I think that I don't know if that's intentional or like that some somewhere the writing just got lost. Well, you know what, we're having they're, Tarantino they're, they're, next week to guest on the podcast, so you can ask him. That. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, so he's not sure. busy. Yeah. Well, he could prove me I wrong. I got him then. right here. He's right in the back room, <laughs> snapping next to April. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It was it was one of my least favorites right. from him. All right, but, uh, I'm so into it. I think. It's. I think we're talking about like two sides of the same coin. Like the reason I liked it is because it tackled so many different aspects mm. of like, um, of like the war and occupation and everything like that, the rebellion that was going on. I feel like mm. you saw quite a few different sides to it. But to tide Mark over to speak on Mark's side, he did prefer Jackie. I like Jackie Brown more yeah. than I like, which uh, is a deep cut, back. and I'm very proud of him. That's I'm the like, one. Jack, yeah. Jack, Jackie Brown, I think, is a better movie, especially just for Sam Jackson's performance mm. in it. And Robert De Niro doesn't do a goddamn thing mm-hmm. in that movie. <laughs> that I'm is... kind of happy about that because De Niro is a really good actor, and he's just kind of tossed to the wayside yeah. most of that movie. So <laughs> I think when, I think when people see a name like that and they're expecting something. Something like the heat or mm-hmm. something like that to to emerge, and then you just he's just very doughy and just kind of sits it sits to the side. So I like that. And what's her name that plays Jackie Brown? I don't I don't know her name. I can't recall. Uh, off the cuff, but uh, she's she's fantastic. Yeah. And my dad loves that movie. Mm-hmm. I th- yeah, it might be his favorite uh, Tarantino film. Yeah. 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 So Tarantino talk has ended, <laughs> along with our review of what's the title again, Math? I'm Le sorry. Grand de Vaudreuil. Or what's don't, it in English? Or don't look now. Uh, we are going. We are. Oh God! I'm We're already being shot it. at. We're being shot at. Uh, my choice next time. Ooh-wee. It's okay. very important to me. Mm-hmm. So make sure you come up and see it with me sometime. Come up and see it with me sometime. Do some Midwest. <laughs> um, by the time we see it, I'll be 25 years old. Yay! Hava Nagila. No, um, I'm going through a rough patch in my life right now, and every time I go through a rough patch in my life, this is a multiple occurrence. I have a midlife crisis every year of my life, but 25, it's hitting me hard. Oh yeah. Um, I have a choice of three movies to watch, which we will probably inevitably watch on this podcast. Hmm. One of them is a musical. It is not a musical we are watching. Okay. One of them is more of a Christmas film. You can guess when that film is coming around. But this one is not. So July. <laughs> Could be Christmas in July. But this one is my favorite film of all time. Ooh. And all I can leave you with is, if you want to sing out, sing out.
All right. All right. Goodbye, everyone. Um, before we go, where can we follow each other on social media? You can follow me at Manny Wears Hats over on Twitter, or you can follow me at MZBo Junior over on Instagram. You could follow me at MadCab1210 on. Ugh, I would imagine everything by now. Yeah, that's just who I am. <laughs> Pornhub, anything. Yeah, you know, exactly. Get your hands on. Uh, like and subscribe to all my Pornhub uploads. <laughs> uh, don't forget ratemypoo.com. <laughs> <laughs> Rate my professor for me. Thank you. Um, I'm John the Gorkowski. You'll find me at Losing My Mind JK at. Oh shit, what is that one on? Losing My Mind JK oh. is Instagram. Drink and Read JK is Twitter. You can follow us at Nightcap Cinema on Facebook and Twitter. Please do follow, rate, subscribe, and listen. We love you all. Mm-hmm. And follow my new up-and-coming podcast. I don't know where it's coming up. Anime was not a mistake podcast. Still going strong. At this time, we watch Nausicaa. Moving on to Grave of the Fireflies, a real tearjerker. Uh, à tout à l'heure. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Enjoy the show. I'd offer my own commentary, but I've still got popcorn kernels in my teeth and a slight aftertaste of gin I just can't seem to get rid of. Maybe I shouldn't use it as mouthwash anymore. If you would like to offer your own two cents on the podcast, be sure to rate, review, and dare I say, even subscribe. Don't forget to find us on most social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Nightcap Cinema. Don't be afraid to join the conversation, offer your own take on the films we watch, or even suggest something that we should see. We are always welcome and open to all feedback. After all, everyone's a critic. Can I be real for a second? As an avid podcast listener and newbie podcast creator, I better understand now more than ever just how much work and dedication it takes to create and share things through this medium. By taking just a few seconds out of your extremely busy days, you can honestly make a world of difference even for us. Just a couple of the millions who talk about movies for shigs on the internet. I would like to personally thank anyone who contributes in any way. Remember, it's all possible thanks to listeners like you. Thank you. Huh. What do you mean that's not gonna fly with PBS? You think those antique road-showing geriatrics are gonna listen? You have got to be kidding me! Ugh, we'll just cut it in post. <laughs>